Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse, Code, and Crown, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, The Mythos Mysteries, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please... Join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merch Merchandise today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth as the Orc Countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse, Code, and Crown!
Duncan, you are comfortable, which usually is an ill sign for you because most of the places <laughs> you spent your life are not particularly comfortable, uh, aside from your brief stint in the palace. But even then, the amount of uh, corruption and frivol- frivolity was, was always a, a bit irksome. Um, yeah, the comfort made me uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, you are indeed uh, comfortable. Um, and being someone who is so well attuned to your body, I think you you notice that before the rest of your senses sort of kick back in, that your your muscles, though sore, are at ease. Um, of course, the second uh, your brain registers that, it's, you know, panic mode. Um, so uh, you you immediately uh, spring into action. Um, what... Uh, What's the first thing you would do coming out of the scenario? You're reaching for your sword. Are you like moving? Uh, What's what do you think you're doing? He's paranoid enough that I think he would stay perfectly still and try to crack an eye to see if he can see anything in case somebody's watching him. Because if he's not dead and he remembers the ocean, then it's like, oh shit, who got me? That's yeah. question one. Totally fair. Um, all right, so you crack open an eye and find yourself in sort of a uh, a mid sized room. Um, it is. Uh, the ceiling is low enough and the walls are close enough that you can kind of see it at a glance, but it's uh, it still has a bit of that kind of claustrophobic feel that that uh, small rooms do. Um, it's dark. Uh, there's sort of a um, uh, almost like a <laughs> like a crime procedural blue lens going on um, where everything is just kind of uh, you can see kind of faint blue light um, coming in from what looks like um, a boarded up window. Um, you can hear a constant pounding of rain um, all around you. It doesn't even seem to be sort of at the ceiling. It literally just seems to be all around. Um, for you, based on kind of your situ- situational awareness, you would probably guess that means you're on ground level um, and you're hearing the rain hit the ground outside as well as the uh, the building. Um, there's also water rolling down the walls uh, on the inside of, uh, of this building. And looking around, there's um, a slick, wet sheen to the entire room um, in that way that um, caves that have water running through them constantly have uh, kind of has. Um, you can see um, a number of um, kind of uh, tattered charts um, and sort of medical um, that look to be of a medical nature. There seems to be one of kind of um, I think those, um, uh, this is absolutely not the right term for them, but like vivisection drawings of mm-hmm. like the human body, but of like uh, various species on, on Gren. Mm. Um, but it's it's waterlogged and soggy and, and kind of like half, like all of them are, are just, the, generally this place looks like a soaked mess, which doesn't surprise you based on the amount of rain. Um, there is a, uh, a single um, sort of hanging blue orb uh, in the sort of uh, central part of the room, casting sort of faint light. Um, and uh, you realize that you're, you're on a, uh, a, an overstuffed cot um, that, uh, unlike the rest of the room, does seem to be dry. Um, and uh, certainly you sunk into it. You feel comfortable. There's a, a heavy blanket over you. You do feel warm, but there's that lingering chill that being truly, truly cold kind of leaves uh, in your body. Um, looking around, um, you can see uh, Maka um, sort of uh, uh, sitting up, uh, seemingly in in conversation with uh, with uh, all uh, like a, a some sort of thin, tall, cloaked figure, um, and uh, they seem to be kind of speaking quietly. Um, they're uh, 
you can see uh, Ida helping uh, Gwendolyn um, kind of polish her armor um, as there's all sorts of stuff. Gwendolyn is looking at the uh, Elos blade with uh, just, uh, I mean, no expression, obviously, but you think you can see the Gwendolyn mask through the helmet, just staring at, at the, the blade as mm. Ida like plucks seaweed from the, the armor. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, a, a massive, uh, smelly, um, grayish face just kind of leans in over you and says, Oh, hey, you, uh, yup. You awake there, champ? Yeah, I'm awake. Uh, where's my sword? Like, that, his immediate thought after seeing everyone else alive is like, Where is weapon? <laughs> and this, this giant face just bursts into a massive grin and like. This is like the like a shattered glass grin. Like all the teeth are at weird angles and kind of broken and, and gnarly. Um, and uh, you realize uh, that you're staring into the face of a troll. Uh, and uh, the troll looks down at you and just says, uh, I can tell you and I are going to be uh, real good friends already. Your, your equipment's over there. Uh, we got your sword. Uh, we've been uh, cleaning your your uh, Mr. Bang, I believe uh, the, the turtle called it. Uh, we've been working on that. It's a little waterlogged, but we're getting there. Um, but don't worry. We, we, we got all your gear from your boat uh, and obviously all your friends. Uh, and then um, the troll just like jams a hand at you for a handshake. <laughs> Um, and uh, says, uh, name's Nev. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, Nev. Duncan will take the hand with one hand and the, the forearm with the other hand to try to, like, balance out the weird scale of giant troll to tiny man. Yeah, yeah, it's a real awkward, uh, awkward, like, friendly giant situation, um, and uh, the troll grins. Um, the troll fills up a lot of this room um, uh, at a, a glance. He's probably about um, seven and a half feet tall, so a little bit bigger than Maka. Um, hunched back, very muscular, and just a crisscross of scars. Um, you can see he just like um, he's, he's wearing kind of a heavy, um, what looks to be um, sort of a treated, uh, basically a duster, like a, a treated um, a coat of some sort, but kind of neck face, you know, ears, forearms, just a, a crisscross of scars, clearly a, a fighter um, as you would recognize, like a brawler. Like this is someone who has come out the other side of some pretty ugly fights. Um, but based on uh, based on his demeanor and kind of the joy with which he kind of re reacted to you asking for your weapon, like you can tell that this is definitely just like, you know, a fighter of some sort. Um, and uh, yeah, he he shakes your hand heartily and just kind of calls over his shoulder, says, uh, "Hey, uh, Doc, uh, the um, the what you call it? He's up." Um, and uh, you hear a, a, a clicking noise and a uh, slowly the cloaked figure turns uh, and you see a long protracted beak that uh, squeaks open with a, ah, um, Maka, you've never met a Kenku before, um, but you sure know doctors. Um, so when you woke up um, and, and found yourself uh, in the, uh, the infirmary, um, what uh, what do you think uh, your awakening was uh, to to this space? Um, I think similar to Duncan looking around for my friends. Sure. Yeah. I think you were probably uh, the first one up. Gwendolyn might have been, but I also feel like Gwendolyn would like play dead. 
because she can. If you're just a haunted suit of armor, yeah. you can just lay there and be like, ooh. Um, so, um, but uh, you could feel, I think, when you woke up, um, salves on you. And they weren't spores, but I think in the same way that Duncan kind of felt um, the sore muscles from trying to force the boat back up and, like, you know, having been in the water, um, for you immediately feeling kind of the relief of, of that sort of thing would... I imagine signal like, okay, you, you know where you are. Um, right. So uh, after, after awaking, um, uh, you're actually seen to not by uh, Nev, but by uh, uh, Doc Malvern, um, a, uh, a Kenku. Um, you were aware of the Kenku, but they're even by Bleen standards, um, not, a, not a, a, a sort of a people that you're particularly familiar with. Mm. Um, you know, they are uh, an, sort of an ancient uh, race in Gren, but um, very rare. Uh, there are very few of them left. Um, there's more to that, of course, but I don't think Maka would know or care. Um, so um, uh, Doc, uh, Doc Malvern is um, sort of a, uh, a, a tall um, avian uh, creature, um, he, uh, when he greeted you, he was actually wearing like a Venetian plague mask over his beak. Um, so at first it was like, oh, cool. Someone in a mask. And then he like took it off and just, there's just still bird there. Um, he, uh, he wears a, uh, sort of a long black cloak, um, that is, uh, on the inside is full of, of pockets. Um, the outside is of a, uh, a very s- slick, um, almost rubbery material, um, that uh, seems to um, sort of actively reject uh, rain. Um, so this sort of spindly uh, bird character came over and uh, greeted you. Um, and of course, this is before Duncan awoke, so we, we were mere moments before uh, that. But um, uh, tilting his head, taking off uh, the mask, he says, Ah, yes, the turtle. Yes? Mm. Yes, I am a turtle. And you are Kenku, no? Ah, yes, yes, Kenku. Mm, Dr. Malvern is this one's name. What is Portal's name? Maka, Deathcap is this one's name. Deathcap, very useful. Mm. Also, possibly deadly. And he kind of like tilts his head, not in like a a, uh uh-oh way, but in just like a generally concerned way. And says, uh, is Maka Deathcap dangerous to Dr. Malvern? Not presently, no. I see my friends here as well. Yes, yes. Affords you my good graces. Thank you, ah, Dr. Good. Malvern. Hmm? Yes, of course, of course. It is this one's job to take care of patients, yes? Hmm. Hmm. Friends will be fine, mostly fine. Um, and then he kind of leans in and uh, conspiratorially says, is this one correct in thinking armor is alive? Hmm? Mm, not most armor, but this one indeed. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. Um, and he turns and yells over his shoulder, says, Niv, you are correct. This one owes you a dollar. Hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, he turns back and says, uh, Dr. Malvern was quite concerned that one of your friends had drowned, but Nev is very thorough in his searches. Yes? Yes. Good. Hmm. Yes. Ha. Um, at which point, uh, Duncan, you you awake uh, to, to Nev kind of stumbling over. Um, Ita, 
you came to with a splitting headache um, from, you know, being hit by lightning and thrown off a boat. Yeah. Um, however, uh, you did also wake up uh, to luxury. So I think for a hot second, uh, you you awoke um, to your, your dormitory uh, back in, in the Empire of Numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just that feeling of, of, of home. Um, what does Ita's uh, dormitory look like? Um, I think it is, I think it has to be fairly, um, I was going to say it's plain, but on second thought, I think it is just full of like very organized, like stacks of like parchment Mm. and writing implements. So like a highly functional. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure she, she has like basically like pieces of like paper, like parchment, like tacked up, like all over the walls and everything. It's not like a beautiful mind level. It's very like, <laughs> very it's more organized. of a practical, yeah. like I just need reference documents. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think um, as you're kind of coming out of that state, then smelling uh, the, um, the sort of moist air, um, like just the, the, the humid moisture uh, in this room, if you thought you were in your dorm, this would be like, I left the window open. And mm-hmm. I think you've definitely heard of other orc accountants who have like lost key documents. Uh, Cause there are ways to treat things or you could write on vellum or other things, but like for most stuff, particularly at your level, it's just scrolls. So yeah. I think you kind of like sat bolt upright. Um, and uh, you, uh, as you did so, um uh doc malvern was busy um treating duncan's wounds um and uh nev was uh sort of um examining gwendolyn to make sure there wasn't like a trick uh so you awoke to a uh a small uh winged creature hovering uh kind of near you and you did that classic like sit straight up like and they're kind of floating there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the uh, the small winged monkey uh, let out a, a tiny cry and like flew backward like they were kind of skittering away. It just went, oh, hey, oh, 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 shit. Hey, sorry, sorry. Um, Doc, Nev, Nev, honey, they're awake. This one, York. Uh, and they both just kind of like, Nev and the Doc just kind of like wave and kind of like a, you take care of it. Um, and the monkey spins back around to you. And uh, now that you can kind of uh, get a closer look at him, uh, he is indeed a tiny winged monkey. Um, Aww. He's got um, just kind of a, a beautiful dark purple fur. Uh, he's wearing a monocle um, and uh, he's got uh, steeped fingers. And he just kind of floats there for a second awkwardly and says, um, Hi. So uh, listen, I'm not great at this part. Uh, this isn't really my uh, function here, but uh, we're very busy today. So um, welcome to uh, Doc Malvern's clinic. Um, uh, who might you be other than uh, someone we plucked from the ocean? Um, I I am Ita. Uh, my, I, my, I don't know if you probably haven't heard of me, but my, my name is Itakoego Discrepetre. Just call me Ita. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, Doc Malvern? Where is where is this? Where is this? And I'm I'm looking around. And obviously, I see like everyone else is okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, uh, the monkey points to um, Doc Malvern uh, and uh, turns back and says, uh, um, he, "He's uh, he's currently taking care of uh, one of your friends. He, he he got you first. You were you were in rather rough shape. Uh, your head must be hurting. Can I get you a tea?" 
Um, do you have a tea that will actually calm the splitting, the, this pain in my head between my eyes? Yes, we're a clinic. We don't just have like nice teas. Oh, then yes, I will. I would honestly happily accept either. I just wanted to know so I could expect a specific outcome. Ah, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, I, I, I can't. Uh, I can't fault you there. Uh, strange place. Strange things. Um, great. Well. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm glad you're awake. I'm glad you are uh, feeling a little bit better. I will get you some tea. Um, and, uh, we'll get right to it. Uh, my name is bleep, uh, by the way, uh, it is, uh, it is good to meet you. Uh, we'll take good care of you. Um, the doc will be around uh, to check on you. Uh, also if you could help, uh, my, uh, better half with the armor over there at some point, um, he's pretty sure that, uh, it's like haunted or that there's something alive in it. Uh, the doc is pretty sure one of your friends is dead. So if you just confirm that, that'd be great. Hey y'all, Laura here. I hope I'm not interrupting a super tense moment, though to be honest, I edit all our shows now, so if I am, you can totally blame me. I just wanted to take a sec to say thank you so much for listening and invite you to help us keep on creating this show and our other shows through our Patreon. We've got different levels of membership with rewards like access to our regular behind the scenes chats about the shows and our lives, getting to listen to episodes before they air, and all patrons get to join our Discord, which is a super friendly community of fans. Anyways, all this info can be found at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. So thanks again for listening, and now back to the show. I'm going to go make tea. I'm sorry, um, someone is dead, and she just, she like stands up and, and just marches straight over there. Sure. Uh, you you managed to sort of arrange things rather quickly there and, and sort it out, but um, there is some consternation, and... Uh, to be fair, the tea is actually pretty tasty, and you're not really sure how medicinal it is, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, which brings us back around to Duncan um, sitting up uh, to to meet Nev. Um, uh, the doctor um, uh, breaks off his conversation with you, Maka, and uh, makes his way over to Duncan um, and uh, says, "Ah, yes, human. It is a pleasure to meet you. I am Doctor Malvern." Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you as well, Doctor. Thank you for the timely rescue from the ocean. Uh, things could have gone, shall we say, differently without your involvement. Um, and he kind of like, he can't smile because he's got a beak. So he does that kind of like ah, ah, thing that he did with uh, with Maka and um, just kind of reaches out with um, an incredibly um, thin spindly hand um, and kind of like pats Nev's massive shoulder um, and says... Uh, uh, all credit for that rescue is for Nev. Yes, Nev is very good at rescues. It is one of our favorite things about him. And you like affectionately chucks Nev under the the chin. And if a troll could blush, uh, this this troll does. Uh, he seems legitimately chuffed that someone pointed that out and does mm-hmm. like, oh, stop. Um, and uh, he says, uh, "Yeah, things were looking uh, pretty hairy for you there for a bit, but um, that's what we do here at the clinic. You know, we just." Uh, Anyone who has the misfortune to stumble into the eternal storm, we uh, we make sure we uh, we help them out as best we can, you know. And honestly, it was just a nice break to be dealing with folks who seem to kind of be in there by accident, not you know people who came here on purpose. <laughs> we get a lot of those, and oh boy, it's a it's a lot. All right. Well, my first question was going to be how can we repay you for your kindness, but I'm going to jump ahead to the second one, which is what is the eternal storm, and why would people want to be here? Um, and, uh, the three of them share a look, um, and it's, it's not like a, oh no, we've let slip. It's, it's just, um, an exhaustion. And I think of, mm-hmm. of the, the kind of exhaustion that, um, only people who like 
have to put up the sign that says, don't step over this line and take a selfie. You could fall into the Grand Canyon or like, please do not get into the tiger pit. Have when someone invariably does one of those things. Um, and um, uh, they they kind of nod to each other and say, um, uh, Nev says, ah, that's, a, that's a pretty long story. But listen, you must be famished. Uh, we got some food in the other room. Uh, we'll make some warm beverages to, to get you all on your feet. Um, we'll leave you guys alone for a couple minutes. I imagine you might have uh, have some questions for each other. But uh, when you're ready, uh, come join us out in the common room. You might want to bring the blanket with you, though. I, I got to warn you. Um, well, and he kind of like gestures broadly to like the sound of rain says uh, it's pretty much wet and cold all over all the time here. So uh, bring something warm, huh? And the doctor says, yes, yes, you are. You are good enough to join if you so desire. Yes, yes. I this one sincerely hopes. Friend Marka to continue our conversation. I find you. Very fascinating. It is a pleasure to see another healer in this place. Yes? Yes. Um, and then uh, he kind of puts out an arm and the monkey like lands on his arm in a weird like falconer way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they both turn to you, Ida. Um, no, Ida just says, uh, in, because in her endlessly curious way, just like, <laughs> I do not mean to offend, but um, you are making noises that I am not familiar with. There is a uh, a type of uh, clicking. I do, again, I do not mean to offend, but Duncan I'm wondering if I should... turns red and just buries his face in sorry, his own hands. I am sorry. I am just wondering if I am missing some meaning. Um, the Kenku does that laugh thing again um, and uh, says, uh, yes, it is very hard with my physiology to make the sounds of, of this common tongue. Yes? Yes. Oh, no, that is fine. I I am so so. I have I have oh, offended no, you. No, no. Um, and he, like he'll actually like kind of trot over to you in that way that like walking birds do that I find very adorable. <laughs> um, and like uh, give you a reassuring like sort of um spindly pat on the shoulder. Um, his touch is incredibly light. Um, it's not like you know that firm like slap on the back. It just seems to he seems to kind of need the tactile sense. Um, so he just kind of like lightly touches you on very like uninvasively uh, on the side of the shoulder um, and uh, just says, uh, uh, this one has spent a lifetime examining the way bodies work. It, it is fascinating knowledge. Yes. Yes. So happy to share all knowledge and a good question to ask. Also, <laughs> it is very hard to articulate with no lips. And then he kind of like throws his head back and laughs. And like Nev kind of like chuckles along. Um, Bleep is over it. This is clearly a conversation that they've had. Um, So it's really kind of like a, come on, dad, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, But uh, yeah, you get the sense there, there is no offense. And Duncan, as horrified as you are by all of this, um, there's also, I think, some reassurance in the fact that that's how these people responded to this. It's just the complete opposite of courtly bullshit. And honestly, similar to kind of your type of people, I think, from... Like, you know, you didn't have a lot of, like, friends in uh, in the, the Dawnbreakers back in the day, but, like, the ones you actually got along with were closer to this, which is like, well, yes, I, I am kind of corrupt, but well, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, but you are nevertheless horrified that Ida would even broach this because this could have got you all killed. Um, Gwendolyn, do you actually respond to any of this? Are you, you going to reveal your, your hand? Um... <laughs> nah. Great. <laughs> 
um, as everyone else files she's out, like, she's like picking at her sword. <laughs> right. Um, as uh, as everyone else like goes to leave, uh, Nev does stop and shoot like a look like back like, as though you're like a weeping angel or like Boo from Mario in the hopes <laughs> of seeing you move. Um, do you stop moving or do you just keep picking at the sword? I, <laughs> I'm picking at the sword and I kind of like half lift my head to look at Nev. I kind of give um, like that. I give like a shrug of like, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> and, um, and the grin just reappears in a flash, uh, and he just says, "I knew it." Uh, and then he goes back out into the other room uh, happily. Then you can hear the sounds of like you know, like a, a another kettle being boiled mm-hmm. and like the bang of pots and pans. But all of you have the room, um, and they actually pull um like it is again a ratty kind of moldy um, cloak across um, to, to kind of block the door, but to give you some modicum of, of privacy. Bleep starts singing a song in the other room to kind of cover any conversation. Duncan's just strapping his gear on. That's like yep. step one. And I think while he does it, he just says, eat it for the record. If you have to open your first conversation with someone with the phrase, I hope this doesn't offend you, followed by kind of an ignorant question about why they're different from you, hold it in. Save it for later. Let them volunteer. If we go around, I was afraid ask, I was missing some important context. I understand. You made that very clear. I'm trying to teach you how other people may interpret your statements or questions, regardless of how you say you want to phrase them. Hmm. It's All evidence suggests that no offense was taken. Therefore, my approach was correct. Your approach was correct this time. But here's the deal. It's not actually everyone's job you meet to educate you on their culture. They actually need to volunteer that service. Otherwise, you're just going around making demands on people's time, which I imagine you would find quite rude if you were trying to do your job. And someone came up and said, tell me about the empire of numbers. Why do you wear that thing on your chest? It wouldn't feel like a great opening, even if they said, I hope this doesn't offend you. But then they sort of impinged on your time and abilities. Yeah, certainly. Mm. Perhaps you have a point. Gwendolyn number two. <laughs> he says to himself <laughs> as he pulls his coffers on. Well, that's good because uh, Duncan Wind number one went down in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gwendolyn, is that the Elos blade? Uh, and Gwendolyn basically just like taps it on the floor. What it- has happened here? I mean, is it solid? Still, Tom? Yeah, it doesn't like turn to dust, okay. um, but it is. Um, <laughs> I just to check. It is uh, old. Uh, no, 100% fair. And also, I feel like Gwendolyn would 100% be worried that might just happen. Yeah. Um, pockmarked, um, charred. Uh, it doesn't look like melted metal. Uh, okay. It almost looks more. Um, like uh, almost like eaten by rust or uh, it's almost got a bit of a meteorite vibe right now. Um, okay. But yeah, just uh, it, it looks, it like looks it, like shit. Okay. Um, well, I mean like, yeah, I mean like I still feel, do I still feel soul bonded to it? You do, but it's, uh, it doesn't feel great. Like it's right. there, but um, it's the kind of thing where like you were still able to recall it to your hand. Like it's still yeah. very much the yellow blade. Um, but in the same way that Maka is now feeling very distant from um, Jossie, it's almost that. Like it's a little bit 
like in the, the sort of later Thor movies uh, or Marvel <laughs> movies, when it like goes to call the hammer and it isn't just like, ha ha, it's right here. It kind of like yeah. wavers. Like I think when you called it back on the ship, it like hit you in the chest yeah. and then you like picked it up off the ground. So you do, um, but okay. it, it, it doesn't feel great right now. Uh, right. And you can investigate it if you want to. You did say you were staring at it for a long time. Yeah. Would you be um, probing the, the look or the feel? The feel. The feel? Uh, I think it would be all about the feel. Okay, what stat have we associated? It's been uh, a hot sec since we've dealt with uh, your soul bonding. What stat did we associate with that, or do did we? Um, if not, like we totally can. We have that power. I don't think we really have. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything else that would make sense. Okay, um, let's, I let's think it would be. I feel like it would be like wisdom related. Yeah, let's go with the insight. Um, yeah, because that feels even right. if, I also just don't think Gwendolyn has any like, you know, she didn't read up on fucking magic swords back mm, in the day. No, no, no. Duncan may have, but I don't think you did. I yeah. say Duncan, when he spots this Ellis Blade thing, is fucking horrified because that is essentially a holy relic for him. Don't worry, buddy. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, 16. 16. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, you, the soul bond is there. Pretty much what we talked about. We should just unscroll beforehand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you can still feel it there. Um, also, you're not sure what the what this has done for the combat efficiency of the blade. Like, it's just hard to tell. Uh, all right. you can tell is that it is it is drastically different. And also, I guess the biggest piece is that this doesn't look purely like lightning damage. Like mm. this is odd. Okay. Uh, at which point, uh, yes, you can respond to Maka and Duncan. You will notice the blade for the first time. All right. Yeah. I mean, like, technically, it's the Ellos blade. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I hold it and I'm like, yeah, you're the Ellos blade. Because, you know, it's like bonded to like my soul or whatever. But, like, I mean, it's to be crude, it's kind of fucked up. I'm sorry. Eater. What the, what the <laughs> fuck did you do to that sword? Well, I didn't know what to do, and there's like lightning like things like flying all around and like hitting us. And Eta, and she glares at her again, like was like, oh, throw the sword up into the air and it'll act like a, I don't know, lightning rolled or something, so that it'll get hit and the rest of us won't. And then it like got hit, and I don't know if you all here heard that like fucking like shriek in the air, but I don't know. Now my blades are like this, and it's different. All right, we well, we're going to acknowledge. You go ahead, Maka. You make more fucking sense to give advice here than I do. I was not sure. Did we all hear that, or was that just Gwendolyn hearing that? Uh, that? You all heard it. We did all hear it. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's time to say two things then. One, Eta, that was kind of clever. And two, this <laughs> is fucking bad. So, Maka, can you put a put the fucking shine back in the sword? How do I make this holy relic back into not a ugly piece of shape? My experience with metalwork and holy relics are equal in that I have none. <laughs> right. Well, uh, princess, uh, when, when I look at the sword, Tom, is it just like something that looks like it can kind of be buffed out kind of thing? Or like, what is the impression um, it would have? No, uh, I mean... Yeah, no, it, it it's like pockmarked. Like there's literally, it's almost like um like the surface of again like coal. Like it's been like so, I feel like it's almost like it's been like exposed to acid rain for a long time. Yeah, something well, like that. Can I 
say, based on what you've described, mm-hmm. if Maka's looking at this blade, does it look like it's been pulled out of time almost? Um, yeah, there's an element of that for okay. sure. Okay. Just based on the words you've been using to describe it, it seems like whatever was keeping this ancient relic pristine, um, it sounds like was either compromised or taken away. So I think Maka will say, um, this is an ancient blade, yes? Correct. Mm, it looks the part now. Mm. Yeah, we, we want to undo that. How? How was it made to stay pristine all these generations before? I don't Gwen shrugs to, her shoulders. Yeah, I don't mean to sound condescending, but the answer's sort of just like magic. Mm, perhaps then magic is the answer, not religion, not metalwork. Mm. I, I mean, you do magic, right? Like you can restore things and heal things and that kind of thing. I do perform a specific kind of magic. I may attempt to restore the blade, but cannot promise the results. I'm thinking it's a net gain if we try, Princess. Do you have any thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, like, just as long as you don't, like, pull it further away from me, it feels like it's, like, not... I don't know, it's, like, not the same anymore. Hmm. Gwendolyn, I cannot guarantee anything. Do you wish for me to try anyway? Uh, I guess so. I mean, like, the thing is, if it doesn't work, then I'll just, like, take a bit of time and just, like, bind myself to another weapon and it'll be all great. Duncan is just shaking his head in disgust, but he waves the turtle towards (laughs) the most sacred thing in his existence. Can I cast (laughs) Detect Magic? Yes. I would like to do that. Uh, so that's a spell slot there. Um, I can sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of me. Um, do I detect magic in the sword? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, in the same way, I think uh, you have um, any time that you, you've been near Gwendolyn, particularly, or the sword, you've always, anytime you've cast detect magic, they've been a part of that um that said uh the the sword feels very very faint whereas before like i kind of imagine this visually almost as uh you know like in predator when they put on the night vision goggles and it's mm-hmm. like clearly like oh look like it, it's a red person running it like i can see the red outline of the person because they're they're uh you know they have body temperature unless they're covered in mud like dutch um but um Whereas normally the armor and the blade were so clear and so bright. Gwendolyn is still very, very bright, um, but the the sword is very dull. Uh, It's very faint. Um, That said, now that you're specifically looking at it in a way you hadn't before, um, it doesn't read the same way as uh, a traditional magic item would. I should also mention if you're casting it, that you're picking up on magic, uh, elsewhere uh, and um, from the other room because I believe it's not yeah it's within 30 feet of you yep um, bleep is just like lit up 
um, like a like a signal flare. Um, actually, it, with a very similar aura to uh, to uh, Gwendolyn, um, which doesn't entirely surprise you because Maka, in your experience, there aren't just like winged monkeys who happen to live just around in Gwen. Yeah. Um, but um, you can also get kind of a dull pulse off um, some implements, uh, some other things. Clearly, again, it's it's a medical facility. But um, yes, the, the Ellos Blade has a different aura than uh, magic items you've previously uh, examined. Okay. Um, Maka seeing, can, can Maka see visually the connection between the sword, like a tether or anything like that, between the sword and Gwyn? Um, yeah, I think, I think we could allow that. Um, okay. what you're seeing is the tether itself is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, your guess is because the blade itself seems to be dulled, uh, in terms of its aura right now, it's less likely that the bond is damaged and more so that the blade, like it's diminished or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It's, okay. it's not that her connection to it is bad. It's that the, like, your, int- your Ethernet cable is fine. It's just your router's kind of fucked right now. So, like, your computer's good. Uh, I speak from experience. Your computer's good. The cable is good. Uh, just the box ain't working so good. Um, but, yes, there is also some relief, I think, to that. That uh, um, You can think of it, honestly, I'm sorry. I know I've gone through, like, four different visuals. You can think of it a bit like if you were tempering the blade in a furnace and it came out red hot. It's now, like, that glow has diminished. And now it's just kind mm. of like a weird piece of iron. Gwendolyn, the aura of magic coming off this blade has dimmed. When I look at you, you are bright, shining, radiant with this magic. I do not think I am the one to fix this. I think it is you who must will magic back into your blade. There is Um, a connection here. And the power of this blade is lessened, weakened. And I think it is you who must infuse it. I can can help you with this, but it must be you. All right. So, like, I got... Like, okay, I'm trying to think of, like, what I can do, like, realistically. I'm like, I guess I could, like, leave my body and, like, fly through the sword. I don't know. Would that do it? Duncan chuckled quietly to himself because of the idea of Gwendolyn clearing her her throat. throat. (laughs) I do not know the specifics, the particulars of how this should be done. However... The way I wield magic. And my philosophy is that you must feel the correct thing to do. You will know it within instinct. Yes. I think that means it's time for you to start meditating again, princess. Remember that process that you loved so much? Oh, wait, so you mean I shouldn't just like fly into it? I mean, we're not going to knock anything, but I think what he was saying was you might have to spend some time with yourself and the sword finding meaning. So, you know, remember that thing I used to make you do until you threatened to shoot me when you were 12? Wait. Yeah, we're, go- we're going back to that. You know, you might have to sit and just focus on the sword in a silent room for several hours a day until he- you find an answer. I'm sorry, which thing? 
It was called meditation. You did not care for oh. it. You said, this is boring. I will shoot you enough times. Then you found that gun and we all sort of got worried. So we returned that to the armory and I kind of let it go. Right. I, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember the specific moment, but like, sure, I can try it. Story of Duncan's educational life. Um, Gwendolyn, do you want to... It would seem... So, Duncan is offering you one path, which is to meditate on the weapon, um, kind of uh, to approach it the way that he approaches martial combat and at weaponry. Um, Maka is giving you less an option, more advice that you need to feel your way through it. And the option that you have identified is to actually attempt to fly in like basically loose your spirit and embody the weapon yeah well i think like when when we were in sprung wreck like i like had no body and would was literally able to like get into a glove you know mm -hmm. like that kind of thing yep i think i would just like to try to like basically uh yeah attach myself to it and just okay feel it out <laughs> All right. So having kind of like taken the advice of, of your advisors, um, if this were a telltale game, you look back and forth dramatically between Duncan and Maka. Uh, Ida's like still sitting there, but also is like actively staying out of this one because she knows she kind of fucked up. Um, yeah. She may not be aware or she may not take responsibility for that, feel badly no. for that. But she does realize <laughs> that Duncan is still and always will be it's, a man with a gun. it's smart to stay out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so um, you decide to take Maka's advice and to feel your way through, and your instinct seems to be to embody the blade. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to attempt that. Um, is that, uh, the spell you use for that is, I think, just the one where you you jump ship on your armor, right? I just have, yeah, it's just a soul escape, and I get to mm -hmm. do it once per long rest. I don't have to roll for it. Right. Okay, fantastic. Um so, uh, yeah, uh, describe for me what, what going into the sword looks like or feels like or um, is. Well, Maka would like to aid you here as well. Oh, okay, great. Um, I'd like to cast Enhance Ability on Ooh, damn. Gwendolyn, but it would be helpful to know what, you know, stats Gwendolyn uses when she's tapping into the Elos Blade and her ethereal form. Um, if it's will, like wisdom, it's or yeah, it's or... wisdom. Literally, like all my stuff is like will of the soul stuff. Like, like it has to be wisdom. Okay, then yeah. then Maka, um, before you uh, prepare to enter the blade, um, will just uh, place a hand on your shoulder. He'll he'll return the sword to your hands uh, and and place a hand on your shoulder and cast uh, enhance ability specifically um, owl's wisdom. So you have advantage on wisdom checks. Hey, um, and he will say uh, there, you are ready now. All right. And um, <clears throat> Gwendolyn uh, metaphorically closes her eyes. Um, not because she, yeah. I think I think it, it's actually just like her appearing to take like a composture because she doesn't really need to do that. But I think Duncan would feel more comfortable if he saw her like. All yeah, right. So tuck like your legs under you. <laughs> it's three breaths in and three breaths out. Just focus on the blade and clear your mind. I'm sorry, breaths? Breaths. Well, the spiritual breaths. equivalent of it. I heard you clear your throat a minute ago. You know, get in touch with your mortal self. Maybe raise your head, expand your chest, focus oh, on Oh, so blade. you want me to do that for dramatic effect like I did when I cleared my throat? No, I'm helping you meditate. All right. 
<laughs> she gives him like the thumbs up. Uh, um, and with that, you take a deep breath in. <laughs> and a yeah, deep I literally breath just, out. I'm just like pushing like the torso forward. <laughs> yeah. Back. Uh, yeah. The, the, like the gap from the sword uh, in the shape of Jossie just kind of like yawns a little bit. Um, <laughs> Cause the and, thing is like, she doesn't really feel the need. She doesn't need to prepare herself to do this kind of stuff. No, but I mean, I, it sounds like you're, you're at least giving, ironically exactly what duncan recommended is the yes. way you are finding your way in uh, yeah. so as you as you uh, let the, the breath out um your your soul escapes from the armor um mm-hmm. and drifts um and <laughs> and the armor clatters apart and he goes oh fuck me she isn't even meditating fuck yeah. um and uh <laughs> with that your your soul slips into the scarred and pocked ellos blade This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.